We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Because there's some, there's totally girls who are like, my boyfriend's amazing. And then you meet him and he's like a vanilla ice cream cone. And you're like, uh. I'm so happy for you. He's so nice yeah he seems smart <laughs> like wow he's definitely a man a guy <laughs> yeah he's re- he's here yeah Welcome to, to the, the Holy, Holy Hour. Hour. I'm Amelia Sampson. And I'm Liz Ball. I don't know why I whispered my name. I'm Amelia Sampson. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good whisper name. Amelia Sampson. Amelia Sampson. Yeah, it is. Liz Mine, Ball. Mine's not as good of a whisper name. Elizabeth Ball. Yeah. <laughs> Elizabeth. <laughs> Spooky. How do you feel when guys don't post pictures of their girlfriend on social media? Um, I don't know. Like, I would say... When I was younger, maybe I would think that was sus, and maybe it was sus, but, mm-hmm. like, the older I get, the more I'm, like, I don't know it what their doesn't... relationship looks like. Yeah. Right. I mean, like, with my relationship, I used to post pictures of him constantly, and then I just stopped, because, like, we were together for s- s- over seven years, so mm-hmm. I was just like, I already know we're together. I don't need to be posting you, like, every week, but it's just, like, I think once people are dating for a long time like they aren't constantly posting each other yeah. a lot of the time i've heard like couples will post each other a ton on social media when they're like overcompensating mm-hmm. you know so so i don't know it's like there's so much gray area it's like what is the amount of time where it's like appropriate to stop posting your significant other i think at the beginning it's like cute yeah to, i think so too like it, it always feels good yeah. like the first time like they post a picture with you oh yeah like if you look good in the picture and they yeah. like tag you in it you're like oh you want to show me off yeah now Ooh. everyone's gonna know that i'm your girlfriend yeah that's cute that's what i mean it's yeah. like early on in the relationship like i i don't know i see a lot of couples post to each other a lot and it's yeah. like they're so excited about when he posted a picture of me on his story for the first time because i hadn't posted a picture with him yet yeah and then he shared a picture of us together on his story and i was like Aw. Yeah. I'm in that picture. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. That's us together. That's cute. That's so many people saw that. Who is that? Who is that? Who is she? No. No, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um. (laughs) Okay. Um. How how do they clean flashlights? Do you just like fill it up? Just like put soap in it, shake it up, (laughs) and then pour it out like how you clean like a blender? (laughs) 
put it in the dishwasher. Can you? I don't know. Like, because I can't even. Um, Somebody so- else is unloading the dishwasher <laughs> for you. Like, <laughs> why does this flashlight look like a vagina? <laughs> And why'd you put a flashlight in the dishwasher? I have questions. If you're using the, if you're listening to this and you or your significant other uses a flashlight, please let us know how you clean it. Yeah. Well, maybe I can Google it. I'm going to Google it. How does one clean a flashlight? Well, because I can't even put my, um, I use a menstrual cup. And you can't oh. put those in the dishwasher. Oh. So my old one I had put in a dishwasher. Melted. And it it didn't melt. It just got a really weird consistency and, like, was, like, unusable. Oh, Amelia's face is completely appalled. How, it, so the topic of this, of this article is how to clean a flashlight and avoid mold. Ew! How to what clean is, a flashlight. Well, what is the inside of a flashlight even like? Is, it's like... Is it like I think that it's probably like silly putty? <laughs> I think that they try to make it as like authentic feeling as possible. So like I think it must be like um like what's the closest like silicone maybe? Mm, and it has to be know. like ribbed. Okay, so Oh, our vagina's ribbed. I mean like have you ever fingered yourself? Yeah. It's like a little like rough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not like rough like but like you know what I mean? It's not like super smooth. Wet in there. and gushy. Wet and gushy. <laughs> Okay, you can clean your toy in your kitchen sink, bathroom sink, or even your bath, depending on your preference. The kitchen sink is probably easiest to work with, as they tend to be deep and are designed for standing up and washing things, but I understand that some people don't like the idea of rinsing jizz into the same place that they wash their plates. But, like, also... Oh, oh, okay, I see. So, one, remove the sleeve from the case and separate the two. I didn't realize it was a two-parter. Wait, can you show me a picture? I mean, this is the picture. Oh. <laughs> the picture is a woman With wearing... A, a kitchen glove. W- yeah, a yellow kitchen glove. <laughs> give your pu- give your flashlight to your girlfriend to clean it for you. <laughs> because mm-hmm. she doesn't want to fuck you anymore. <laughs> because you make her clean your flashlight. She said, I would rather clean this flashlight than have sex with you. <laughs> <laughs> now take the sleeve and hold it upright under the tap. Allowing warm water to run through the orifice, i.e. the part that you fuck, and exit through the bottom end of the sleeve. So I guess there's an opening when you separate the two. That I makes need sense. To see the components of a foot. I need to Google this. Okay. After rinsing for a while, plug the bottom end of the toy with your finger and fill it up about a fourth of the way with warm water. Okay. Components. Oh yeah. So I was right. With both ends covered, shake the sleeve up and down and side to side with your hands. <laughs> see, I'm just second nature how to clean a flashlight. <laughs> because you've been working out yeah that's how they Same got the shake shaker. weight yeah that's how they got the inspiration for a shake weight it's cleaning flashlights the look of flashlights like i don't know why it just makes me uncomfortable flashlight are you incognito so you don't get flashlight ads oh no <laughs> whoops <laughs> oh my god Ugh. i well Oh my god, they have butthole flashlights. I didn't know that. Is that called a bussy? Oh my god, I don't know, but that's amazing. Here, wait, let me look up Urban Dictionary. There's a four loco flashlight <laughs> for all the bros' needs. I. That is nauseating. It's $69. This has to be a joke. Nope, it's not. Flashlight.com. Oh my god. Ooh, this one's called The Pink Lady. It's a classic. 
I'm learning so... Oh, here it is. Here's what the inside looks like. Ugh, no, there's no way. Why are all... Are, is there a black girl flashlight? Like, why are they all white? I don't know. They're all they're all pink. Yeah. Oh, this is what the inside looks like. So it's, it is, like, supposed to be... I hate that like, you can biologically. It. I'm upset. Okay, wait. Yeah, bussy. Slang, slang term for a, a gay man's butthole. A butt pussy. Wow. Bussy. Oh my god, I hate everything going on. What? Tell me. They have, like, mouth versions. What? Yeah, I didn't know that. (gasps) What the f- I did not know that. (laughs) Oh no! Oh no! There's no way, because, like, the part- Like, the best part of giving head is using your tongue. So, like, that can't be- You know what I mean? That can't be, like, as fulfilling. It can't feel as good. I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't have a penis. Uh, why is this so upsetting? Wow, there are so many penises on this Google image search. Hold on, let me go into private mode. <laughs> Have you seen those super realistic sex dolls? Yes, I hate them. <gasps> oh my god, Liz. Oh my god. <laughs> no! It's a foot! No! It's a foot with a vagina a where the ankle is. It's a foot flashlight, guys. <laughs> That foot looks way too realistic. There's no, guys, this is a. It is a flashlight, but it's not a flashlight. It is a fucking foot, <laughs> and it goes slightly above the ankle, and it's a vagina. Oh my god! It's a vagina with a clit. Oh my no! It's Are real you bad. kidding? It's me? real bad. If you can think it, it exists. Yeah. It, that's so true. Wow, there's multiple versions of it. Wow. Ew, this is fucking horrible. Like, I never ever want a kink shame, but like, this is like very disgusting. That just looks like a severed foot. Oh my god, I'm so oh, Okay, thank god they do have a black girl flashlight. Good. But it's just like, yeah, how come when you search flashlight, they're all white? This one has their. Oh, it's a gag gift. I'm like, they have hairy flashlights. What's wrong with that? No, nothing. What's wrong with having hair where it's supposed to grow? Right. It's like the hair is there for a reason, but it's listed as a gag gift. Giftgag.com. I mean, that is very long. It is. But then there's this one. I'm learning so much about flashlights today. <laughs> oh, my God. How come sex toys for men are so much cheaper than sex toys for women? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, Liz. Wait. Oh, I lost it. God damn it. Where did it go? No! Steve Harvey flashlight. <laughs> it is a mouth with a mustache. That's amazing. No, but that's so true. Um, women's sex toys are so fucking expensive. Yeah. They're so expensive. Why? I don't know. It's called the pink tax. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're, society is mad at you for having a vagina. I was looking for um, pens the other day, and the pink pens were listed as for her and were like 50 cents more. Yeah. Why? Pink. Pink pens. I know. I know. God. Anyways. That's why I drink. Yeah. (laughs) These have the best. They have such a great. The best open sound. I also don't need to be drinking another one, but here we are. Here we are. It's been a long fucking week. It's Sunday. It really has. It's been a week. I would say the first day of the week is Monday. Yeah? Yeah. Sunday is the day that you're sad and you feel anxious about having to work on Monday. Sundays are weird for me now because we're not going to the office. So I'm just like, tomorrow's another day at home. My miserable day work-wise is Tuesday. 
One of my project managers deemed it, she dubbed it Terrible Tuesday for me. This fucking sucks. I know. Ugh, I'm so sorry. You know, it's temporary. It is. Being alive is temporary. And you know what? That makes me kind of happy. <laughs> it, it's relieving to know that. I don't agree. It's relieving to know that the eternal suffering of being human will end. Oh my god. I hate the idea of dying um, i just want to vibe <laughs> i hope when you die it's just you're just you, vibing you're just vibing somebody um when i was scrolling through dating apps for the last time somebody's answer was like a shower thought i recently had and it was like death is going to be just like it was before you were born yeah it's like whoa <laughs> hits <laughs> blunt <laughs> yeah yeah i'm like i don't really want to i don't think because now i know what, what living feels like and i'm not really into the idea of dying it's not at the top of my list of things to do <laughs> Sometimes I like to think that, like, when you die, it's just what you think it's going to be. Which is nothing? It's just straight vibe. Just straight vibe in. I hope it's, like, a really good shroom trip. <laughs> Forever. Interesting. What if it's, like, just, like, a, a whole interstellar moment? You're just, like, chilling behind the bookcase, like, haunting the people that you love. <laughs> Pushing books not. out. Trying yeah. to <laughs> say something in Morse code the to your daughter. The ghost that haunts me is just me. <sighs> yeah. Whoa. Whoa. What if Fucking it is? Fucking what? Did you watch Haunting of Hill House? You don't like scary no. things. Nope. I don't want to. I don't want I don't know. It's been a long time since I've given anyone. scary movies a go, so. Yeah, I think that you would like Haunting of Hill House just because, I mean, it's very scary, but it's beautiful. Like, it's, and I don't want to talk about it because I want you to watch it, and I, I'm sure people are going to start watching it for the first time because a new season is coming out, but it is phenomenal. So I wanted to talk about because I've had this conversation with a lot of people about when it's okay to end things via text versus when it's more appropriate to end it in person, because the threshold is so different for so many people, but I don't know what that threshold is. Because sometimes I'll end things with guys that I'm seeing over text, and it's just, like, so easy and smooth. And then there's other times where they're like, wow, I would have appreciated a conversation in person. And I'm like, I don't, I didn't realize that we were at the point where you would, like, care, you know? Mm -hmm. So, like, I don't know, I guess a good place to start is, like, how do you, what's, what's the feeling that you get when you decide that it's more appropriate to end it in person? Like, do you have, like... Mm, that's a good question. Markers? Well, um, I've ended, like, you know, just, like, kind of when you're, like, seeing someone, but you're seeing multiple people, mm -hmm. you're just, like, dating around. Yeah. Um, I've ended a few of those things via text, mm -hmm. and that's been fine, but I ended my last relationship in person, but we were together for nine months. Yeah, and so. you were like, you would call him your boyfriend. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but since then, you haven't had any conversations in person with people you're seeing? No. I think that when you say people have been like, oh, I would have appreciated a conversation in person, I think there are a few different things that could go into that. Like, um, we trust each other to, like, be candid and transparent about our feelings. Yeah. So if a guy has, like, intense feelings for you and isn't telling you that, that and, like, maybe is trying to play it cool mm -hmm. or something, mm -hmm. like, how are you supposed to know that? Right. I'm not a mind reader. Yeah. And um, another part of it could be, like, pride. Mm -hmm. Like, they're, uh, they feel, like, embarrassed by the rejection or hurt from the rejection. So they're trying to, like, 
bounce back by making you feel bad. Yeah, and, like, save face. But then yeah, it's like, if exactly. we had the conversation in person, my guy, you probably would have been mortified that I was doing that face-to-face, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm just trying to help you. <laughs> I'm doing this for you. <laughs> help me help you. Yeah, I... I feel it's more of like a feeling for me, like you mentioned, like how do you, like what is the feeling that you have when it's okay to end something in text? And I I would say if I've established, like if we've established from the beginning that this is just going to be a casual thing, then it's okay to end it via text. Yeah. And be like, hey, I've been thinking this just like isn't working for me. Yeah. And I think most people are pretty receptive to that. Like, as long as you're considerate of their feelings. Right. And you're like, just like ghost. Yeah, exactly. It could have been worse. We've said this so many times, but ghosting is like the worst thing you could do. Yeah, yeah. It's incredibly inconsiderate. Yeah, just talk about it. Right. It doesn't matter how many, even if it's just been one date, don't ghost. That's just like the, it doesn't make any sense to me. But I don't know. I recently ended a situationship via text and. Liz knows all about this. I always, I always feel really awkward telling you these stories, looking you in the eye like I haven't told them to you before. Um, but I recently ended this situationship with this guy who I, like, liked. Like, I... Yeah, you were pretty excited about I him. I was. I kept saying to everyone, like, this is the first person I've dated since my ex where I'm like, oh, this could, like, actually be, like, something that I could commit to. Because there are zero red flags. And I'll get into this later in another episode all of the red flags that came out literally within 10 minutes of one another. But um, I was really excited about him because not, I had, like, I couldn't point out anything. I was like, there's nothing wrong with him. We're super compatible. We both, like, kind of want the same thing. Uh, but then I we had a plan to hang out a fourth time, and it was, like, on the heels of a very bad third date. <laughs> very bad. Yeah. Um... Probably the worst I've been on. It was, I don't want to be dramatic, but I feel like it was a little catastrophic. Oh my god. It literally, it literally could not have gone worse. And when again, you were oh. like texting me about it, so Amelia and I will send each other voice notes if it's like too long to text a story. And I was like, oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. It was, <laughs> I was with my boyfriend and I was like, gather around. <laughs> story time. Let's listen. It was. <sighs> And my boyfriend, even my boyfriend was like, what? Yeah. I have never felt more gaslit by anybody in my entire life on this date. It was... And it's like he's not even good at it. No. (laughs) It was like he, he was projecting his own feelings about a situation on my reaction. And so he was like thinking that I was saying stuff that I wasn't even remotely saying. And Mm -hmm. this is vague because like I told him I wouldn't talk about it. And I want to see if he's still listening before I do. <laughs> yeah. We're going to talk about it high level. Because also, it's your life. You're allowed to talk about your life and your experiences totally. the way you felt them. So. Absolutely. It would just be easy to talk about it if I could, like, provide a little bit more color. But just know that it was pretty bad. And, <laughs> and we'll talk about it eventually. We yeah. will. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, like, he was just, like, basically making me feel like a really bad person and, like, putting words in my mouth that I wasn't even close to saying. It was one of those situations. And in general, you and I have talked about this before where there are, like, some people who where you, you're like, oh, I just really love cats. And then they're like, so you think all ca- all dogs should die? Yes. And you're like, what? No. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't even. That is exactly right. That is. There, I hate people who, like, try and argue like that. You're like, yes. you have, you just want to be upset about something. Exactly. I was like, I don't even know what I'm apologizing here for because, like, I didn't 
say what you're accusing me of saying. Like, I can't even back out of this because I didn't say it. So, like... <laughs> I said what I said. Uh-huh. And I meant what I said. Uh-huh. There's no subtext here. No. <laughs> no. And so, um, he, like, brushed it under the rug and we moved on from it. And then I was like, wait, like, we can't move on from this because it was such an explosive conversation. So I brought it back up and he was like, oh, no, I feel fine. And I was like, okay, but I want to talk about it. And then he just unloaded on me about how I'm an awful person. And I, like, stigmatized things that he had told me about himself when I definitely did not. And, like, it was just... And it it was so far... Like, it was completely... um uncalled for yeah and it was so out of pocket for him to accuse these of all of of all of these like things that you never said yes and don't believe right especially considering we have so publicly addressed some of these topics Mm -hmm. in this podcast for anybody to listen to yes so exactly and i think i think that he was playing up on that fact knowing that the things that he was talking to me about are things that I'm very passionate about and passionate about being supportive of. And it was like he was playing up on the fact that I pride myself on these things about like being open and like listening to people and being empathetic about things that they've gone through. And usually when I have an argument with someone, I'll reflect. And and a lot of the time I can figure out ways where I was wrong, you know, like, Mm -hmm. okay, like I did, you know, I could have said this differently or I could have. And in this conversation, there was no, I couldn't have, I, I led with empathy. Like, I was so patient and listened to him when he was talking, and he just exploded on me about shit that I did not say. So I brought that up, and he was like, I think that you care more about being right. You don't really care about how I feel right now. And I'm like, okay, if, if you're going to think that, then, like, I think that we're, you know, done here. So at the end of the conversation, he unfollowed me on Instagram <laughs> without even telling me that he, like, didn't want to talk to me anymore. I'm like, you were 30 years old. Like... So I texted him again. I was like, is that your way of saying that, you, that you're done with this? Because I would appreciate a conversation. And he was like, I don't know. If this conversation is any indication of how we discuss things, then I, I think that we're probably, we don't have a future. He hit that on the head, though. Yeah, that's true. I'm like, you are completely right. You're 100% <laughs> like if, right. If you're, um, anytime there's conflict, this is how he's going to handle it. Yeah. And I don't want that. That's not worth no anything. I'm the kind of person that I need to have a conversation right when there's conflict and I need to squash it. And he mm-hmm. just wanted to brush it under the rug. So after I agreed with him, he texted me and he was like, oh my God, I'm so happy that we talked about this. I feel so much better. When can I see you again? I was like, are, never. Are we living the same timeline? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> are we, are we in an alternate reality from one another right now? Cause like, that is not what I got from this. And then he got on me a little bit about being a bad texture and saying that he, like, needs to know where I am all the time. And I'm like, I've known you for all of 10 hours. I'm making, like, a very appalled face. My eyes are wide, guys. (laughs) It's, uh, it was shocking. Oh, my God. Um, And then at the end of it, um, I didn't text him back because I was like, well, you're going to learn today that I just don't care enough to text you back. And then I texted him and I was like, hey. So the point of this story is I texted him last Tuesday and I was like, hey, like, I really liked you, like, you you know that, but, like, I think that this is probably not going to be good for either of us, and I don't want to waste each other's time, and he was like, yep, completely agree, had a good, had a good time with you, and that was it, and I was like, okay, <laughs> easy peasy, so that was the end of that, but, like, if we hadn't had had that argument, and I wanted to end it, I probably would have had the conversation with him in person, because, like, up until that point, I had a lot of respect for him, I wanted to, like, honor, you know, this connection that we had, and I probably would not have felt good ending it via text. But even at that point, we had only seen each other three times. So it's like, is it the amount of times you've seen each other that 
tells you if you should break up with them in person or on text or is it the connection that you have and I think that it's different person to person yeah I absolutely agree I think it's connection based Mm -hmm. um and just kind of where you're at with each other so totally absolutely Uh, but I also think yeah if it's casual then that could be something that is worth ending in text Mm -hmm. but I mean even when you so when you talk about ending something in text like remember when the comedian tried to end things in text with you yeah but that was you guys were seeing each other not exclusively (laughs) for nine months yeah but he at least owned up to the fact that he was like yeah I misstepped here like he was trying to open the door to a conversation that he wanted to have but ended up like I think that is a lesson that we all should take away is like yes um you can try and like allude to in a text message that you want to have a serious conversation with someone but just know it's you can't do that. It's going to happen, like, yeah. right then and there. 100%. That's exactly what happened with, like, the last guy I dated. I had ended things via, like, in person with the last guy I dated. And our friend Madison, I was, like, telling her that I was, like, you know what? I think, like, this is kind of over. Like, I'm not into this anymore. And this just isn't the kind of relationship I want to be in. And it's not anything, like, bad. It just wasn't the right relationship. Yeah. Um, And she, I was, like... I think I'm going to see when he's free and then I'll, like, have the conversation with him and break up. And then she was like, I think that if you ask if he's, like, if you try to make these plans, like, it's just going to happen today. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And she was absolutely right. Because it's like, well, I don't want to stress out about what you have to say to me, so, like, let's do it right now. Her, Madison and Molly both said the same thing. It was so funny. And that's because I, like, texted him and I was like, hey, um, are you busy on this day? And he was like, yeah, but I'm going to be watching a game. Or, like, no, I'm not busy, but I'm going to be, like, watching this game. And I was like, okay, well, I want to talk to you about something, but I don't want to talk to you when you're, like, going to be distracted. And then he immediately freaked out. Oh, yeah. And he was like, well, what do you want to talk about? And I was like, um, I was like, I just want to have this conversation, like, face-to-face, like, I don't. I don't want to have it via text, but I just wanted to, like, make sure, like, I wanted to see what your schedule looked like. And then he was like, well, can we talk about it now? And I was like, fuck. And I was like, I guess I'll walk over to your house. Oh, my God. But that's kind of good for you, too, because it's like you don't, like, get built up, too. So it's like, all right, we're doing it now. I got to do it now. And I, like, immediately started crying so much because it's hard breaking up with someone. Oh, my God. I I don't think I've broken up with someone since high school up until that point. Because in other circumstances, it's just kind of been, like, a mutual understanding. Like, um, I would say I've had a handful of breakups where it's, like, we agreed to break up. Mm-hmm. has been mm, two or three of them. That's I don't know. so nice when I it had turns a, out that way. Yeah. It's so rare. It's, like, amazing you've had that well, many. Well, I mean, they ended up not going too great, but... <laughs> oh. But still. Yeah. Like... When you end a, when you end a relationship with that headset, like that mindset, like oh, I did not get dumped. Like I at least had some, I had some agency <laughs> in the breakups. Where do we work? <laughs> it an matter. agency. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. It it makes it hurt a little bit less. I think the first time that I had a successful breakup where it was mutual was with the comedian because 
we had a lot of respect for each other and we had set boundaries early on and I let him know like the second that these boundaries stop working out for you like let's have a conversation about it and so when he texted me and he was like these boundaries aren't really working for me that's like all I needed to hear and so we just had the conversation on text and I was pissed because I was like he was like well you wanted me to give you a heads up when I started feeling like that I'm like but you were feeling like that for a while and didn't say anything to me and now you just told me that this isn't working so like we have nowhere to go from here Mm -hmm. so we're just doing this over text and I was pissed because I was like we have so much respect for each other. I've been seeing you for nine months, you know? Like, we are casual, but, like, I don't know. He was, like, my fave. So, like, I was just, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why are you doing this over text? But it's so true. There, I was seeing a guy. I wasn't really seeing him. It was, like, a weird situation. But um, we fought a lot, and I always wanted to have the conversations in person because I fucking hate text com- I just hate text conversations, period. It just feels very juvenile. And so I'd say, like, can I come over and we can chat and he'd be like you know that I don't like when you do this like like what do you need to chat about and I'm like well if I do this we're gonna do it over text so I'm just gonna wait until I come over so we can have a conversation no you know that I don't like that Amelia and so then I would let him know what I needed to talk about and then he would just be like thanks that's all I needed to know and I'm like you couldn't have just waited for me to come over and have this conversation with you so it's like trying to navigate just how much people want to know via text before the in-person conversation or if they just want to have it over text or if you just don't say anything and bomb them when you go to their house. Honestly, I would say conversations, no matter, like, it doesn't matter if they're hard to have. I think they're, like, if they're hard to have because you're not seeing eye to eye. Some conversations are hard to have because, like, you really like them and you don't know how they feel yeah. about you. Yeah. So, like, it's not just because you're having a breakup, but I think they're always best handled um, face-to-face. So I think regardless of what you're talking about, if you know it's going to be something that involves, like, big feelings, you know it's going to be hard to have. Oh, yeah. Because you don't know how the other person feels or is going to feel. And you can't escape. You can't. You don't have time to think about what you want to say in response in person, too. So mm-hmm. it's just, like... Exactly. You... Yeah, you can't... You can't, like, plan ahead what you're going to say. Right, you can't, like, send, like... You can't, like, draft it up yeah, in your notes. Send it to your girlfriend. Rearrange. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, okay, what's the flow of this paragraph? Yeah, exactly. That's so true. I just, like, it. I'm such a... Um, like, talking on the phone gives me anxiety because, like, I need to see people's faces. Like, I need to, like, feel the energy mm. from people when I'm talking to them because it's, like, I don't know, it, like propels me forward in the conversation you know it's like how I progress is so determined by like how much I think they're engaged in the conversation like the body language that they're giving me like I kind of like adjust on the fly for that reason so if I can't like see how they're reacting or what their face looks like it's the same thing on text it's like you can't get tone on text like you I I'm so I have to talk about shit in person like I freak out when I can't So, yeah, I mean, like, I guess it's different when it's, like, ending something with someone, though, because, like, if you aren't that serious, it's, like, can you meet up so we can talk? And then you meet up and they're, like, why the fuck do we need to do this in person? Like, we weren't that serious. So Mm -hmm. it's, like, trying to find that middle ground of, like, when do we talk about things in person? Like, when do we talk? Like, I don't know. I'm, it's, it's a puzzle I'm trying to solve. I really don't know. (laughs) But I have that conversation a lot. A lot of my girlfriends are, like, I don't really think I want to see them anymore, whoever this is. Like, like I don't know how to end it and it's like well like I don't know I guess you just like feel it when it's like something that's okay to end over to I don't know I do not know so I guess the the answer is it depends yeah (laughs) which is which is hard the last time I was broken up with was over the phone that's the worst how long were you seeing it for it was shoe man (laughs) 
What? Well, he didn't live here. Oh, I guess that makes sense. But still. I didn't realize it was over the phone. His... That was the first time I bonded with you. <laughs> yeah. It was during your breakup. Yeah, Amelia bonded with me. Was it when we went to Winterfest? It was, or... we were watching a Seahawks game in a bar, and you were crying at the table, and oh, people shit, were around right. you, and I was like, oh my god. And it was, like, right before me and my ex broke up, so, like, I knew, that, like, how hard that was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's how, that sadness. I totally forgot about that. And then I pretended I had to go to the bathroom so that I could follow you to the bathroom. <laughs> I was like, oh no, is she crying? Is everything okay? <laughs> talk to me. Everybody leave the bathroom. I need to talk to her. <laughs> And then I found you in the bathroom at Winterfest and, and drunk on the floor. Yeah. You were sitting in the bathroom and you're like, I think I just threw up. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I don't remember. And then you and I just sat on the floor and it's chatted. It's a mystery to this day. <laughs> that's not the first time. That's a- you guys, <laughs> I drank a lot <laughs> during, during that breakup. breakup. Well, also, like, that breakup for me was, like, college part two, like, you know, we, I ended this relationship as I was moving to Seattle. Like, I had just gotten here. He was supposed to move out here with me and changed his mind. Um, and then, like, obviously, I was devastated. I was heartbroken. Yeah. But then also, I was really excited because I'm in this brand new city. There's so many hot guys here, and they're all, like, not all of them, but so many of the boys here are woke as fuck, guys. It is... It's so true. It's nice being in a liberal bubble. Ugh, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it has changed my life. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> so, uh, like, just, like, being on the light rail and, like, being away from my ex, like, while we were still together, like, just being away from him and, like, walking around and seeing all these hot guys, I... My sex drive increased to by a million just like not being around him which is crazy that's pretty that's a sign <laughs> yeah that's a bit of a sign everyone else saw the signs before i did <laughs> right i mean it's always like so much easier to tell is. from the outside yeah, yeah it really is because when, when you're in it it's impossible involved. to like yeah. you know that things are wrong but it's like but i have all of this color that other people don't have which is true exactly it's like people are only ever hearing the very very good and the very very bad of everyone's relationships so then like whenever you're like oh i want to be back together with them it's like but they were awful and it's like n- like no but there was like also really great stuff <laughs> you're just hearing the really awful stuff because i need to vent <laughs> you don't get it but like in that situation it really did sound like there was just like a lot of stuff that you were like because you loved him you were like willing to see past and it's so much easier from the outside to recognize that that's what's going on and in hindsight too because now you're like what the fuck well and then your brain does gymnastics to try and like hide the bad things yeah and i think i've said this before but my friend whose wedding i'm gonna be in um well she was like yeah uh if you guys got engaged after you moved to Seattle, we were going to have an intervention. What? <laughs> I, yeah. I don't think you told me that. Oh, okay. You might have. <laughs> she, yeah. Holy shit, can All you imagine? Being sat down and be like, this guy is not but the Your guy literal you. fiance is not who you should be with. I don't even know what I would do. That would be hard. Yeah. be really hard. I'm glad that we broke up and I started going to therapy. <laughs> yes. I yeah. think the hardest part about going to therapy is, like, being aware of things in the moment. Because then you're like, wait, I can see this happening right now in front of me. How do I handle this? Mm-hmm. It's like the self-awareness is almost like a curse. Yep. 
it's a blessing and a curse. It you really guys. is. It's like fuck. You're you get like, to save yourself a lot of trouble, but you also are able to identify things. Like something small so happens, more. and you're like, wait, I'm annoyed, and I want to be passive aggressive about this. Why do I even want to do that? Yeah, this is completely unwarranted. You have like and a sit down like, chat with yourself. Yeah, and then you're in your own head with your brow furrowed, and you're just like. Hmm, why do I feel this way? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I guess if I really have to make myself think about it, I could go back to when my parents... <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Being able to dig into your... Oh, my God. That's, that's the so worst. true. It when really, you, like, really trace really it back and you're like, God damn it, this is totally because this of is something from my childhood. Pay. Yep. <laughs> and then it's like, fuck, now I gotta do work. <sighs> Get myself out of that headspace. I know. But it's like, future you is gonna be, like, so lit. Yeah. I'm saying you, not just you. But, like, and when you, like... <laughs> future anyone. Future anyone. When you're, like, able to... Like, yeah. When you're able to focus on, you know, the things that you have to, like, untangle from your past. Now it's gonna pay off in the future. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why I stopped dating. Oh, yeah. Fun. I'm, I've decided to not be on dating anymore. Oh, my God. Anymore. I'm um, so excited for you. Thank you so much. This I, is a huge step. It is. I realized I jumped into dating pretty quickly out of my relationship for multiple reasons that I will not get into, but um, most of it was distraction, and it was good for what it was, and now that I'm realizing, like, it's not fun anymore and like I don't want to be distracted I want to be able to like work through like the trauma and sadness from that breakup which is gonna be hard (laughs) it's gonna fucking suck because I'd rather not be sad but um (laughs) same (laughs) I need to just like take a little a little hiatus and like I still have I'm still seeing music man um casually he's like not trying to wife me up which hurts a little bit because <laughs> he's fantastic i'm like are you sure you don't want to marry me like tomorrow because <laughs> like i can get a dress I know. <laughs> no but like all jokes aside like it's nice to have you know somebody that i can still like hang out with and like have it be super casual but like i don't I, like it doesn't feel appropriate to be seeing people and have me be like i'm actually not looking for anything like i don't know what you're looking for it's like unfair for them i don't want them to think that i'm just trying to like fuck you know so I think I need to do a little bit of time to myself. I was also comparing everybody to my ex, which is mm-hmm. natural and normal and not fun. Nope. <laughs> Fucking sucks. So, yeah, I'm just going to, like, I don't know how long it's going to be. Like, maybe it'll just be, like, two months, three months. Who I'm knows? so excited for you. Thanks. I My only advice is, like, there's going to be, like, a point where you – So I had done this where I was like, I'm going to intentionally not see anyone for at least six months. Yeah. Because our friend Madison had also done that. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I really think you should do this. And then I was like, after I ended things with like the last guy I dated, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I am not. I'm a lot of faith. (laughs) (laughs) I just, yeah, I was just like, yep, I'm just going to take this time to myself. But about, like, halfway through those six months, I started to kind of feel panicked. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm, like, running out of time. I have to go find someone that I want to marry and blah, blah, blah. And then, like, after I was able – there was some other shit that I'll talk about in the future that was going on during that time, too, that made me especially feel that way. Um, and then I, once I was able to, like, see my therapist, we were able to work through it, and then I continued to go on this path of not dating for, like, mm, four more months, five more months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. And it was great. <laughs> I don't, but I'm just there's like, always going to be a hump where you're like, I have to rush. I have to get back on dating apps. I have to go find someone. That's the thing. Is like, And then I did not, I ended up not downloading any apps and staying on my path. I went on like one date and I was like, meh. Like I realized I was almost, and I don't regret dating as much as I did at all. Like I learned so much about myself during that time. It ended up being a great thing for me, but I realized I was kind of like, planning my life around what I thought my ex was doing you know what I mean like well if he's dating then like I have to date like I have to win and like I didn't realize that I was doing that at the time and now looking back on it it's like fuck my therapist was always saying like don't base your timeline around what he's doing and I wouldn't even say that to her and I was always like you are like you're just making that up I'm like not doing that (laughs) but I was 100% doing that and it was just like when you're not dating really just for you, like, that's the best time to just, like, stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, like, I I can't compare my journey to what he's doing. And I honestly don't know what he's doing. So it's like, what's the point of me trying to, like, match his energy? That's inappropriate and it's juvenile. And it was, at the end of the day, to make myself not so sad. Mm-hmm. And that is the worst reason to date. The distraction, I think, is good for a certain amount of time, but it has to stop eventually. Yeah. I'm worried about... I've never felt like, oh my god, I have to find someone to date. and like, Or I have to find someone to marry. Like, until recently. Like, when I turned 27, I was like, I'm getting to the point where I want to find a husband. And I've never felt like that before. Yeah. But I'm not emotionally ready to find my husband. So it's like, well, I gotta put in a little bit of legwork <laughs> to, like... Well, love myself more than I think I've been treating myself like I do. And it's hard to, like, you end up feeling that way, like, oh, I need to find a husband because of so many other societal factors. Yes. Involved, like. Oh, my God. And it's hard to not compare yourself to your peers, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. We have peers getting married, having kids, and then you're, like, (laughs) college part two. (laughs) You're, like, um, should I be feeling that way? Because I don't. Uh-huh. Is something wrong because I don't feel that way? Yeah. Yeah. And then you kind of panic. Yes. Because you're comparing yourself to other people. And it's not and your then journey. It's not Finally, journey. yeah, finally, you're you're able to get to a point where you're like, because even if you're like, if you do try and like find someone to marry, like eventually that's not going to work. Yeah. It's always going to get to a point where you're like, okay, I can no longer sustain my life this way I need to change yeah my therapist and I always tell each other this um like I don't I obviously I don't give her this advice but she reminds me of it that I said this so many times (laughs) she's like change happens when the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change Mm -hmm. amen because change is very painful. It is. It's I need hard to write that on my mirror. It's hard to re- reprogram your brain and yeah. change your behavior and your reactions. So, change happens when the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change. Yes. I love that so much. Mm-hmm. Like I just like I'm still in love with my ex. <laughs> You mm-hmm. can keep this in. And I think that that's normal for people, you know? Like you just because you break up with someone and and even though it feels well-founded, like I don't regret us breaking up like it's what needed to happen yeah um but and I am still in love with him and so like I I don't I couldn't in good faith get into a relationship with someone right now knowing that fact and so like I have so much like behind the scenes work to do before I'm able to like welcome that person into my life whoever it is yeah so I don't know it's it's tough 
Um, I'm not looking forward to, like, having to call you at 3 a.m. sobbing. Uh, (laughs) But, like, I am ready to do the work because, like you're saying, like, staying the same and doing what I'm doing right now is too painful to not do anything about it. So, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's going to be an interesting journey. Well, and I think it's it's normal to still be in love with your ex because that breakup is still kind of frozen Mm -hmm. um because you put it you put dealing with the breakup on pause and obviously you've had like waves of it coming up and being painful to to face yeah but you've also like been dating and Mm -hmm. you said yourself like as a distraction yeah and when you do that like you do kind of put having to deal with a breakup on pause Mm -hmm. and I mean I love that like you knew that you could not be in a relationship in good faith because I did the opposite where I did jump immediately into another relationship but everyone processes things differently and I mean I I I didn't notice in the moment that I was kind of using this relationship as a transition to be able to be on my own Mm -hmm. um but I do hate that like I had kept so much to myself to try and keep the peace between our relationship to prove to myself that like I am lovable and I'm not the problem in a in a relationship yes and it ended up blindsiding him when I broke up with him Uh, because I wasn't being myself in that relationship yeah so I do feel bad about that because it kind of was at his expense and that's the thing is like I don't want to drag somebody down by me not being what I need to be and it's interesting to hear you talk about that with with your relationship because that's a lot of what the comedian was to me and I didn't realize that but like him and I fell into something basically right away Mm -hmm. um and he knew that I wasn't wanting to be like official with him or like committed and so like in the way that I wouldn't be dating anyone else but what he showed me and I didn't realize that this was the truth until after was that I like somebody else can love me which like it I know (laughs) it was like I'm gonna cry (laughs) no it was it was tough to realize that because like of course other people are gonna love me yeah not the like it wasn't just my my ex isn't the only person that's ever gonna fall in love with me are we both gonna start crying right now (laughs) probably I really don't want to because then I won't be able to stop. Um, yeah. Do you want to jump into some Murray Fuck Kill? I have a good one. Ooh. I was actually thinking I about it I love that you come in, I, you're coming prepared for I am, this. Well, I don't want to because these are hard because we can't talk about like actual people. Yeah. I think we're eventually probably going to have to and then just like have for a disclaimer now, we that we don't actually yeah. want them to die. But, um, so, okay. It's also hard because we watch different, we consume different media. So I'm like, well, what shows do we both watch? So Fuck Mary Kill. Buzz Lightyear. (laughs) Woody. We're doing it. Mr. Potato Head. Um, uh, it's been a while since I've seen Toy Story. So, (laughs) I think I would fuck Buzz Lightyear. Okay. And then I would marry Woody. Interesting. Based on my... Yeah, your... Yeah. Recollection. And kill Mr. Potato Head. Okay. Okay. I'm just not attracted to Mr. Potato Head. My whole thing about Mr. Potato Head is he is nuts about his wife. That's such a good point. He love he is such a dick, but he loves Mrs. Potato Head. I do love that. So right. You, like you're making a great case. He, I might change my mind. <laughs> I would probably marry Mr. Potato Head. That's so true. I would probably Oh my Oh my god. I'd probably fuck Woody because he can like take control. You know what I mean? Like he's the leader. Like I want him to tell me what to do. Okay, but what about <laughs> what about the Spanish Buzz Lightyear? Ooh. 
Because Buzz Lightyear, like... Like when he got his settings flipped? (laughs) Yeah. He does love Jesse. He does. And Woody totally fucked it up with Bo Peep. He did. But I'm not trying to marry Woody. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to, like, one-night stand Woody. And with a name like Woody, it's gotta be You know what? You've, You've convinced me... You've made me change my mind because I'm thinking about Mr. Potato Head being fucking stoked for Mrs. Potato Head and you're lying if you don't love when your man hypes you up. Oh, yeah. Like one of your girls. Oh, yeah. He's so protective of Mrs. Potato Head. Like if I post a selfie, he is going to respond like, yes, you look so fucking cute. Yeah, right. I'm so happy that you're my woman. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And I want that. Everybody should have a Mr. Potato Head in their life. I you you're so right. Mm-hmm. You're so right. I'm feeling good about that. Mm-hmm. I've also had more time to think about it though. I thought about it on my whole way over. Yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm feeling like that's probably it my mind. That's probably the answer. I'd probably kill Buzz. I mean, I really love. I an think astronaut. maybe I'd, I think maybe I'd fuck Buzz. You'd fuck Buzz. Yeah. Spanish Buzz though. Mm-hmm. Okay. Should we wrap up? Yeah. Okay. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Holy Hour. You can email us at holyhourpodcast at gmail.com. Unless you're going to make a fake-ass email address yeah. called just anon. Yeah, oh my god, you really <laughs> cracked that code. That person that we were talking about last week, their their um, email address is like a, like, kind of like a cryptic it's, it's way of saying... It's something about being anon. Anonymous, yeah. yeah. and I didn't realize, and Liz texted me, she's like, I didn't I realize until either, I didn't realize till later either when I was, like, actually, like, looking at it and paying attention... I honestly False. think the person who made the fake email address is the same person who made the Twitter account to respond to me, who is clearly someone from my high school. It's fucking ridiculous. And I was like, damn, it's been 10 years. Yeah, <laughs> and you were really that affected year, by me. Yeah. Good for you. I love that for me. Oh, but they didn't even try to hide it. Like, like they just chat and speak No, I me. think that they think they were slick. <sighs> a dumbass. I know. Let's see if they tweeted recently. Okay. Um, Anyways, love anyway, you. Love you. Love you. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.